People have so many different interpretations of what describes the perfect love life. It can be hard to talk about how we feel. Until now, welcome to Pillow Talk with Cheryl, featuring host and relationship expert Cheryl Besner. Cheryl's kind of like your BFF, easy to talk to and frankly honest. Whether it's about love and relationships, sex and desires, she's here along with some great experts. Now, here's Cheryl Besner. Hi, everybody. Cheryl, and this is Pillow Talk with Cheryl. I'm your relationship coach and your communication expert. And today, well, you know, it's a beautiful spring day and things are blooming. But sometimes with bloom, we have to face certain things. And sometimes it's about what we hold on to and don't hold on to. And especially when it comes to breaking up or a breakup. And that's what today's conversation is going to be about with my featured guest, Natalia Juarez. She's from Toronto, Canada, and she is a breakup coach. So stay tuned to hear from her. In the meantime, don't forget, you can follow me on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram, because I'm always putting out little things that will either help you get motivated, help you get to another level in whatever it is that you're doing. Stay tuned later in the show for the love technique of the week so that you'll see some tricks on to how you can get yourself up and out and feeling good about yourself and not stay stuck in a rut if you're just coming out of a relationship. As always, we are being joined for Wise Whispers from Down Under with our very own Dr. Philip Morphew. Hey, Phil. Hi, Cheryl. How are you? Having a great day. Yeah, it's a great day. And it's time for our Soulful Reflections, which everybody remember that is Philip's book. And you can get it on Amazon and many other places. Check out his website to, to follow him. Okay, Phil. Yeah. We're going to be talking about breakups and, you know, it's not just about breaking, you know, being broken up with, we're also talking about how to break up with people and Mm. yeah. And, and both are hard. Like, you know, as somebody who, who, who was the initiator in breaking up my, my marriage after 25 years, um, it was a hard decision and it took me, actually, it took me five years to actually make it come to fruition and after doing the work and everything. So it's hard, you know, people think that, oh, well, when somebody dumps you, it's hard. And I, I'm using the word dump because it's very particular when it feels when, that way. Because it feels that way to people. But when, when a relationship ends, you know, there's two sides to it. And it's not any easier for the person who is walking out necessarily. You know, it can be very difficult. Um, so what are your thoughts on this? Look, it's, it's <clears throat> first of all, you, you mentioned, you know, you, five years, the, the five year for you. The, one of the things I find in life is, and, and listening to a lot of women in my clinic over a long period of time, is that it's interesting. Guys tend to make their decisions a lot quicker, um, but the women, it takes four to five years before they, in a relationship or a marriage, for them to go, you know what? No, that's, I'm out if they're not happy. So, but the relationship breakup is one of the, it's like walking on spring ice. It's spring in the North American now. It's like walking on spring. You've got to be really mindful. You've got to be just very gentle, I think, in, in some ways. Um, and I always say to people, <clears throat> if you can do it respectfully, 
And lovingly, even lovingly, right? Absolutely, in the way that you you would like to be talked to or you would like to hear it. Um, Unfortunately, because most people's communication skills are very ordinary, they don't know how to put it together. They don't know how to package it. Um, But I'm finding a lot with the younger people, younger people are going, really, they've got something going on here and they're getting to it quickly. They're getting to it and saying, you know what, I'm not feeling it. I'm not getting that chemistry. Um, you know what, I think it's time to go on. But whether it's maturity um, or age or our generation that, you know, I think our, our generation in, in a lot of cases from talking with a lot of friends, we're really bad at breaking up. I mean, personally, I still carry pain from two breakups. One where I was absolutely dumped. I was so in love. I would have crawled over broken glass, walked through fire, right? And was unceremoniously dumped. And 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 my heart bled for that and for a long period of time. <clears throat> and it actually impacted every other relationship that I'd ever had in my life. Bingo. So, Wait a minute, but bingo, I love what you just said. It impacted every other relationship because, I mean, when we have a breakup, a lot of people look at it as, oh, I have a failed marriage. I never said I had a failed marriage. I said an, I had a marriage and it came to an end. And I learned from my marriage. And, and even the things that I thought were so negative or the things that really um, – I, that, that bothered me why I was married, I ended up putting those things to good use or realizing that they came to business, right? So it's about taking the, 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 the things that were negative, making yes. it positive, and then taking that forward for yourself and then yeah. for the next relationship. Yeah, absolutely. Otherwise, you keep carrying it in. I mean, I see it clinically with people who are going to their second, third, fourth, and one of my friends, his fifth marriage... And he keeps going, I keep marrying the wrong woman. I said, mate, have a look in the mirror. Have a look in the mirror and learn some lessons. Learn yeah. some lessons. The way that you are communicating is horrendous. The way you, you, you live this sort of bachelor life in a relationship. No wonder each of the people you married were amazing women. I just think you're an idiot. Anyway, yeah, well, you have to look at well, you have to look at what the common denominator is in these breakups, yeah. right? And when there's five of them, there's somebody that that is in each one of those. <laughs> oh, I know, I know. That's a funny thing. And and the other the other relationship that I found was uh, when I actually had to break up with someone, and I was in my um, early uh, mid twenties, I guess, and I did it so badly. I I didn't I I didn't know how to say it, what to say. I knew I didn't want to be in it because it wasn't healthy. It had become very toxic from both sides of my behaviours and, and, and my partner's behaviours at the time. But I look back at that and I go, I could have done it so much better. And then part of me every day just goes, you know what, I really, it, I am sorry the way that I did it and I wish I'd been able to man up and become a man much earlier to say, look, this isn't working, I don't have that depth of love and care for you that you've had for me, and I think we need to go our different paths. But I lost an amazing friendship in that, um, in through that. So it was, it was terrible, both of them. And I think that a lot of people feel that they have to give, you know, all the reasons and the hurtful reasons rather than just saying, you know what, I, I don't want this to deteriorate into you're doing this and you're doing that. 
this is not working for me. Yeah. And, and I want to end this with the love and compassion in which we went into it. And if, if yeah. we start, if you start bashing the other person and I've learned this from my own breakup, right? So, um, and, and, you know, you were saying about our generation. No, we don't know how to break up if we've been in one relationship, basically our yeah. whole life, you Absolutely. know? So, um, and then I learned a lot when I got divorced, I had to relearn all this and, and how to walk away, you know, with compassion because, you know, I was going out with different people and then they would invite you out again and, and you know, you know that they're a very nice person, but it's not what you're looking for and you have to be able to do that with compassion mm-hmm. and, and, you know, in your dating world. So it's not just a breakup, it's also in the dating world, you know, just saying, you know what, I, I don't think that you and I are meant to have a romantic connection. I wasn't feeling that, but I really appreciated our evening together or our walk in the park, whatever it was that you did and, oh. and give somebody the dignity. You know, yeah, you don't absolutely. have to crush somebody if, especially in, in a, a long-term relationship or oh. if you've been together yeah. and intimate, you don't have to, you know, you don't have to knock them down. No. And Cheryl, the other thing is in, in many long-term relationships, there are children involved. And these, and, these, and these children, you know, have a, a different relationship with the partner in many cases. I'm not saying it's always good, but a different relationship. Um, some of them, um, you know, I, I deal with those kids that grieve from a relationship. I also deal with the kids that have been scarred by the relationship. So it's, it's, it's also taking into an account. But if people... Um, I just think people really need to really think about it and really need to be able to also, when when they're doing the breakup, you aren't responsible for the feelings of that other person. I mean, I had a guy come into the clinic yesterday and and he just couldn't see that his marriage hadn't been working. And I worked out somewhere in the vicinity of eight to ten years. Right. And he's going, what is, you know, oh, my God, he was so angry and it was feeling vicious, and I said, you have children, mate. You have two of your own, and you have one together. Right. You need to, to, to be respectful and mindful that your children are involved in this, and, and they, yes, I understand you're hurt. They're collateral but, uh, damage in that. In they that are. And I said, I understand you're hurt, but also, if it's not working, it's not working, and it's toxic for everybody. Yeah. And, and then we uncovered a whole lot of behaviours that he, he he had as masking agents. So and and that's hard for children too. Again, yeah. you know, speaking from from what I do and all the people that I interview and that I work with as well at, at my retreats and at my workshops. You know, I, I, I myself went through a divorce and had to go through the whole process. And I said that it was five years, but it was five years of doing therapy, et cetera, et cetera. When my children found out that we were getting divorced, they had no clue. You know, there yeah. was no, there was no, um, I mean, we argued, I guess, and, you know, about silly things at a dinner table or in the kitchen like everybody does, but um, they had no clue that we had such serious issues going on. Um, mm. Now, I can't say that it was pretty afterwards, but <laughs> and, and that's one of the reasons that I started studying and doing what I do because I want to improve and I wanted yeah. to change. And that's why I'm saying, you know, you, you learn from your mistakes and you, you grow from your mistakes. 
Yeah. And you've got, to, you've got to be on this path, like you said, on this path of, I call it betterment. You know, mm-hmm. I just want to become a little better in my life. I want to become a little bit more peaceful in my life. Um, I want to understand, you know, myself more. When we understand ourselves more, what ends up happening is that we're better able to communicate in a relationship. We're better able to, to build the bridges if, if we've, we've trashed the bridge. Um, I mean, it's a bit hard sometimes when we've totally torched the bridge, but <laughs> it's, it's those learning those lessons. I mean, it's like a little kid. If we go back to childhood, <clears throat> I mean, as a little kid, I went, I was really hungry. Mum said, oh, your dinner's in the oven. I didn't think you needed the oven mitts. I opened the oven, grabbed and them out the tray. Burnt. And, and let me tell you, I've never put my hands in an oven without oven mitts ever again. That's it. So yeah, the, that's the bottom line is to learn from our relationships and, and to yes. look for the positive. And, you know, I, I always liken it to say that, you know, one of the things that always drove me crazy was my ex loved everything puffed and poofed and the lights in a certain way. And it used to drive me crazy. But then I realized I was in the event business at one point and it made me a better event planner because I could see the missing glass on a table from across the room. So you look for the positive. Always look yeah. for the positive. Dr. Phil? As always, thank you so much for those wise whispers from down under. You're always great. (laughs) Ah, yeah. Don't forget, Soulful Reflections is on sale on Amazon. And we're going to continue the show now. We're going to welcome Natalia Juarez. She is a breakup coach, and we're going to have a very intimate conversation about life, love, lust, and the breakup right here on Pillow Talk with Cheryl. So stay tuned. Don't go away. what's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network by keeping up with us on Twitter. You can find us at Voice America TRN. Are you finding your frequency? It can be described as that space between failure and success. It's the future of digital media. It's finding your voice. It's engaging topics, content, and ideas. Jeff and Ryan discuss the digital media space and all of its aspects. It's about making the mistakes, taking the chances, summoning the intestinal fortitude to step out of your comfort zone, and discovering what you can accomplish when you decide to try, decide to learn, decide that you have something to say, and find your frequency. Live Fridays at 12 noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time, on the Voice America Variety Channel. The Voice America Live Events Channel is here now to showcase your corporate, individual, or organization's live event. Visit voiceamerica.com forward slash live events to see all of our past live events and find out more. Whether it's a multi-day conference, special speaker, or single-day event, we've got everything to make your event a success. We can do a few hours or a few days. For more information about taking your event to the next level, call Jeff Spinard at 480 294 6417 or email info at voiceamerica.com Again, that's Jeff Spinard at 480-294-6417 or send us an email to info at voiceamerica.com Voice America is where you are and where you want to be. Join us around the globe as we broadcast live from some of the most interesting events available. Don't forget to view all our live events, including on-demand access to past events that you may have missed by visiting voiceamerica.com forward slash live events. Listening to Pillow Talk with Cheryl. If you have a question or comment about the show, send an email to info at CherylBesner.com. That's info at Cheryl B-E-S-N-E-R.com. 
Now, back to Pillow Talk. We are back, Pillow Talk with Cheryl. And today, you know, it's a little bit of a serious topic that we're discussing. And it's, you know, when it comes to the breakups and breaking up with somebody or somebody leaving us, how do we handle that? And sometimes it can be heart-wrenching. I mean, that heartbreak is is severe. And it's always something that we turn to our friends, we turn to family, sometimes our co-workers for the support. But there's a new remedy out there. Actually, it's not so new. It's the breakup coach. And her name is Natalie Juarez. And she's from Toronto, Canada. And she's joining us today to help us really demystify and also understand breakups and how we can move forward. So Natalia, welcome to the show. Hi, Cheryl. Thank you so much for inviting me to be on. Oh, it's a pleasure because, you know, we have known each other for quite some time. Uh, I think it's around like five years ago we met. And um, your, your, your coaching techniques have always been something that I've found very inspirational and, and very comforting to people. And I know that a lot of the clients that I've worked with know your work because when it comes to the breakup, I always have them, you know, look at what you do. And um, I, I'm really looking forward to today's conversation. So, so first of all, I just want to ask you, what, what made you focus on breakups? You know, I'm a coach, but what, what really made you really concentrate on the breakup? So I've, I've always been fascinated with relationships between men and women in particular. And <laughs> the reason I focus on breakups is that I have found that the most intense emotional experiences I've had have been around really big, difficult breakups. Uh, most importantly, when my when I went through a broken engagement six months before I turned 30. And what I found was that I couldn't believe it was my second big breakup and I couldn't believe I was going through it again. And that you you just, there weren't any clear resources. I just, I knew I thought, okay, I need to get a therapist. And then I went and, you know, got as many books as I could find and had one of those awkward moments at the bookstore, like with all these breakup books. (laughs) Yeah. I I remember those books. (laughs) I was doing it because I was breaking up. So I was looking at how to break up, but (laughs) so it's the reverse. Yeah. I was, I was, yeah, those experiences being heartbroken. And I thought once I found things that really helped me, I thought, I, I can't believe it was so difficult to find these resources. And I really, I want to work to make these available to other people. Yeah, I think that's something that people don't realize about coaches is that often it's our own experiences that make us want to heal ourselves. And then when we find a method that works. And for myself, I know that it was a method from my divorce. It was a, a bunch of different people that I respected and all those books that I took. And I said, okay, well, this works for me and this works for me, but this part doesn't work for me. And I put it, put that experience into my own modality and the way I work with my clients. And, and for me, it's, you know, focusing on putting yourself back, you know, after the breakup and how to move forward, especially from a long term. And, and here it is the same thing for you. And it was from your own personal experience. Do you find that, helps you with your clients that that they know that you went through it and they can identify knowing you can have compassion for them? Oh, yes. And I I only share a fraction of what I have been through online. (laughs) (laughs) Everything else, you know, my friends know, they know, like I was, like my life has designed me to do this. Um, And then I share bits and pieces with my clients based on what they're going through. Like, you know, 
I had a client recently where she had said that she had been broken up with and said that if he got married to the next person who he dated, that she would be devastated. And I was like, I have been there. <laughs> I'm like, let me tell you, like, and you get through it. It was, it's horrible. Um, there's that. And then a lot around infidelity when people talk to me about, you know, being cheated on um, or even people who are cheating and are, ha- are struggling to, to quit, to put an end to all of that. The experiences that I've had in my close inner circle, I feel have just give me so much compassion Mm-hmm. that I work with. I, I, I know that for myself when I'm working and it's, and it's interesting that you talk about how you put yourself within your coaching as well. And I, and I know that when I was doing my certification, they said, you know, don't talk about yourself and, and don't, you know, implicate yourself. And I find actually that that's where the connection comes. You know, it's not about me, but it's, it's to be able to understand I've been there too. And, and I've, had to do what you're about to, you know, the journey you're going on, I've been there. So it's not just something from a textbook. It actually comes from not just my head, but my heart when I'm, when I'm working with my clients. And I think that's what I'm hearing that you do as well, right? Absolutely. It is, it is so personal. Um, like a lot of coaching is really personal, but <laughs> I find especially with breakups, because yeah, like why would anyone want to do this kind of work? <laughs> <laughs> and I just feel I I find it so uplifting to know that it, it, people ask me all the time whether or not it's draining, and, and yes, it's very it can be very very intense. But no matter how low someone is, I'm always helping them into the positive, and so it's always just so recharging to see that progress. Right. Well, it's, for me, it's also about the magic. You know, everybody has a magic within them, and and the magic keeps keeps growing and it's about bringing bringing them back to their magic and not focusing on what the darkness part of it from the breakup or from whatever they're going through in their life if you focus on that that magic and illuminate it again that's what helps move you forward what do you think is the hardest part about breaking up it really depends on the circumstances so some common ones would be is this your first big breakup were you cheated on? Were you blindsided? Like, that's a really big one. People who, like, had just had no idea it was coming. Right. Um, so, yeah, it, a lot of it. And I, I have my clients come actually come up with a list about, like, why is this so hard? Like, is it, you know, it's like during the holidays, you're turning a certain milestone. Like, there are all of these things that, that influence the intensity of a breakup. Don't you just hate those breakups that happen during holidays? I, I remember, <laughs> actually, my ex-husband told me that he broke up with a girl on Valentine's. And I said, like, how, how mean is that? That should have been a signal, maybe. <laughs> there was a little compassion component missing on that one. <laughs> it, it is so true. Between thank, American Thanksgiving and Valentine's Day, there are all these little peaks of breakups. So thank God we're over that time. You know, now coming into spring and summer, even if you go through breakups, you have just the environment really supporting your emotional state. Yeah, well, the sun, the sun being out more and longer days really helps also cheer us up a little bit. You, you, it's, you were mentioning whether it's your first break, big breakup or not. You can have your first big breakup when you're, I, I, well, I'll say in your teens, but I, I don't consider that, you know, the same level of intensity of a relationship. Then let's say if you're 25 and you've been with somebody for five years 
versus if you're 55 and you've been with somebody for 35 years or 25 years. So the first breakup, do you see a difference? Because I know you work with people of all different ages. Do you see a difference in the intensity of the breakup depending on whether you're in your 20s, 30s, 40s, or 50s? Yes, yes and no, because it's also personality, again, the circumstances, and how much adversity has someone been through in their life in general, because then they, they can just use those, those skills are transferable to this part. But some people, like I work with a lot of men, and these men in their 40s, 50s are really surprised sometimes that like the intensity of these breakups, because say they've been through other, like maybe even uh, a divorce, and yet they, ha- they have a breakup and it's even more intense. Mm-hmm. So it's not always the first one, but at least, at least you know if you've been through it once that you can get through it again. Interesting that you say that you work with a lot of men because in 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 my coaching um, practice, I work mostly with females, and it's not very often even that a man will reach out. I find that they it's more the women who ask for help, like what do I do now? How do I go forward? And and yet on your end, do you think it's because of the way you're you're bringing them through their breakup that is that they're opening up to you like that yeah asking for help it's usually always at least six, 60 if not 70 percent like I love working with women again especially women in their 30s because like that was that was my recent experience um but these men I get a lot of entrepreneurs or businessmen and I think and I have no idea it is not by design if there's anything I'm doing my branding that's drawing these men but I think women tend to have their friends or they'll go to therapists or they'll get resources like books whereas perhaps men are looking online for for some information and then they come across me and then they get they get they get it that I'm a consultant in this area that's one of the things that I always discuss with my clients also, whether it's, you know, in one-on-one sessions or if we are at a workshop or a retreat, is be careful. I, I, always, I always advise them to be careful when it comes to consulting your friends because friends have all good intentions sometimes, but that if they're coming from their perspective. And you could be in a position where you say to somebody, you know, my husband hit me yesterday. What do I do? And if you have five different women at the table, you might get everything from smack him back, leave him. What did you do to cause it? Uh, Because they're coming from their perspective, right? So do you see that as well in your practice? Like a lot of people are consulting friends saying, oh, my friend said this and my friend said that, but they're so off base. They're not coming from a professional aspect and an unbiased aspect yes when it comes to more challenging topics such as breakups divorce even like infidelity um it can be really hard to get to get sound advice that is is objective and is in your best interest um and absolutely just the fact that it is coming from someone's personal experience and and their and their values right and that's what it comes down to, right? What your values are within the relationship. Mm-hmm. So, so what do you think is the first step in healing that broken heart? I believe the first step is in recognizing that you are going through something major. Like you need to validate that this is something that, that, that you're going through. You cannot emotionally or spiritually bypass this process. So recognize that 
that you're kind of going to be in it for a while, but it could take, it could take months and that's okay. Um, because sometimes other people might think, oh, it was a breakup, just, oh, it's been a few weeks, just like get over it. It's like, no, like grief is so different from sadness. Like grief has, it has a lifespan of its own. So you need to let this unfold and go through the phases for yourself and to just be compassionate and give yourself time and then do all of the things that are within your control. Yeah, because the fact is a breakup is a grieving process. And if we don't grieve through it and really process it, and I agree with you, that is the first step is to really sit in it and go through all the emotions of it, right? You have to go through, you know, the anger. You have to go through all the, the, the different components that come with grief and with loss. And you can't skip it because if you do, people who just start going out and get into, you know, start throwing themselves into sexual relations or whatever it is, they miss that opportunity to really care for themselves and heal. I want to keep talking about this. Nami Juarez, she is the most fantastic breakup coach there is out there. And I'm so glad you're sharing your perspective and your knowledge with us today right here on Pillow Talk with Cheryl. Do you understand your feline friends as well as you'd like? Why do they behave the way they do? If behavior issues get out of hand, how do you fix things? Get the answers and more when you listen to Cat Talk Radio with host Molly DeVos. We'll give you the straight facts, offer some tried and tested ideas, and alert you as to what's being done in this country and worldwide to save cats and shelter challenges. Cat Talk Radio, every Friday at 5 p.m. Eastern Time, 2 p.m. Pacific, on Voice America Variety. The future of online TV is here. View exclusive content from your favorite talk radio hosts and new programs that you can't see anywhere else. Visit voiceamerica.tv today. Are you finding your frequency? It can be described as that space between failure and success. It's the future of digital media. It's finding your voice. It's engaging topics, content, and ideas. Jeff and Ryan discuss the digital media space and all of its aspects. It's about making the mistakes, taking the chances, summoning the intestinal fortitude to step out of your comfort zone, and discovering what you can accomplish when you decide to try, decide to learn, decide that you have something to say, and find your frequency. Live Fridays at 12 noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. You are listening to Pillow Talk with Cheryl. If you have a question or comment about the show, send an email to info at CherylBesner.com. That's info at Cheryl, B-E-S-N-E-R.com. Now, back to Pillow Talk. This is Pillow Talk with Cheryl, and I am Cheryl, your relationship coach and communication expert. And today we are talking about, well, how our heart communicates to us after a breakup, or even how it communicates to us as we lead into a breakup, because understanding how to break up with somebody is really important, just as it is to how we heal ourselves from a breakup. And joining me today is Natalia Juarez, and she is the breakup queen coach. And um, Natalie, I want to continue this conversation with you because it's a really important part of life because the fact is everybody goes through a breakup. 
once in their life, at least, right? At least. At least. All throughout our life in different ways. But yes, romantic breakups are heartbreaks. Yeah. Oh, 100%. Listen, we, we can have we can have heartbreaks from losing a pet or a job or, you know, a, a sibling or a parent, God forbid, you know, um, our children. But it's different. The breakup is, and, and, and you know what, actually, it's something that I was just discussing with somebody the other day who had lost their loved one. And they were saying it's different. It's yeah. different losing your spouse than a breakup because there's no going back. There's no, there's no discussion. There's no, the person's out there and that, you know, chance of communication with that person. So that's, those are very different. That's heartbreak in a different way, not a breakup. Right. So that ties yeah. into what we were talking about, about grief. And, and I know some that's of my right. friends, like when I bring up, you know, grief, that they're grieving this relationship, they're like, yes, that's exactly what it feels like. And yet, you know, I respect that it is very different. Like I wouldn't even know where to start with someone who had lost a partner like that. That's, that's a whole other skill set. Um, but yes, talking about it, because it does feel like grief because you have lost this person, the relationship, all the hopes and dreams that you had together. And you're going to go through all of those all of the stages of grief, in addition to feelings of rejection, social shame. Right. And do you think that there's as much of a stigma now when it comes to breakups with social stigma? Oh, yes. It's people will feel, let's just say people were, you know, showing their love online. Like now it's also just so visible. Mm-hmm. But, so while you're going through this difficult emotionally, people are going to start to see that you're not posting with this person. And depending on how much you shared online, there could be some. Well, I know even when it comes to matchmaking that sometimes you'll, you'll give somebody a name and then they'll look on their Instagram and they'll say, Oh, well that person, every picture, their whole Instagram has their ex on it or you know, the person they just broke up with. And I'm like, but they're not together anymore. But it's childlike to go back and start deleting everything or knocking them off of Facebook. And, and you're right. I mean, when it comes down to it, social media has played havoc with our romantic status. And, and it's really challenging. And I think it's really challenging, especially for millennials. I, I see a big issue for millennials who are living their lives online. Yeah. Very much so. Snapchat, Instagram, and it's bullying even during it, right? Yes. Oh, yes. <laughs> we'll definitely be weaving social media throughout this conversation because it, it's a part of life. Yeah. So do you think social media has, has helped the relationship as much as, or the relationship statuses out there as much as it's, you know, been playing havoc? With the way we have our relationships? I suppose there are pros and cons. I mean, posting with your partner can also provide some security to your partner because you are, you know, you're showing the world that this person's a part of your life and that you are, you know, not presenting yourself as a single person, anything like that. Um, but the the cons of social media and relationships breakups are, are tremendous. I Well, I personally believe that, you know, all the technical aspects of social media and everything else that we do online and even, you know, even online dating has played a serious you know, <laughs> blackness 
you know, it's got that blackness over us and it's controlling the way in which we communicate and in which we live our relationships a lot. Do you, do you, when you're working with your, your clients, do you suggest that they not be so connected to their social media to not get online too fast? What's usually the procedure that you follow? Do you mean, do you mean in terms of, of, of showing that they're together? No, when, when they're going through a breakup. Like for me, I know when, when I'm working with my clients, I actually ask them not necessarily to take, you know, their ex off their Facebook and everything, especially if there's children involved. You don't necessarily want to start being childish about it. But at the same time, you want them to kind of close off their social media for a while, not look at it, not see what the other person is doing and not also, you know, whether it's online also, if you're doing online dating, not to be involved in it so fast because, you know, you're, you're kind of watching, well, the person I went out last week is, who broke up with me, um, is now back online, you know, trying to date my friend. Right. Oh, and Cheryl, like, like, recently, this last week, something I've heard of is WhatsApp, that people can see when people are online with WhatsApp. I'm like, it is, it is so insane how we're able to peer into people's lives. So, you are incredibly secure and I can really hear that coming through in your language. Like the fact that you, like you would, you would have more emotional control in terms of like not checking. Cause you know, it's just, it's not healthy for you, but I talk to so many people where they are obsessed. And so, oh, yes, a hundred percent. But when working with my clients, that's what I want them. They won't necessarily know how to do that. But it's, that's what I'm trying to work with them on and support them through is this is, a, this is a step in your healing. And if you're constantly looking to see what the other person is doing, you can't heal. You can't go through the stages of grief and, and then come out on the other end of it. Yeah. So it's about turning off that person, not going onto social media. Don't tempt yourself with it to stay away. So, no, it's not easy, but, you know, you fake it till you make it type of thing. Yes. Right. You need to. You. The language of social media makes it really difficult because it's unfriending, blocking. But really, you're just disconnecting from this person. Yes. And it's like, and if you need to do that for your own healing and self-preservation, then do that. And I always encourage people: you can let this person know, like, if that's even, if that's even something good to do, depending on the relationship, to let them know, you know, for the time being, I'm going to be disconnecting. Like, if you are truly friends or need to be connected, you can always reconnect later. Right. But no, like it's, but yes, it can, it can feel very harsh, but it doesn't have to be. Yeah, well, uh, you're 100% right. It's not for everybody and not everybody has to disconnect. But if you're constantly being drawn in and you're being sucked in watching what that other person is doing, that is not a healthy environment. Right. That's not where you want to live on on a you know daily basis where every time you open up your phone, you're checking to see what they're doing or if they're posting or if they're on one of the online dating apps. It's just not where they should be at that point. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because I don't think you can go positive from that. No. So I agree. A, a digital detox. <laughs> <laughs> first phase which is when you're kind of like when things are just so so difficult it can feel like you're in rehab and so I encourage people that you know let's do this for three weeks and see if there's any any shift in how you feel and then and then decide if we want to add another cycle of this detox 
And to do it step by step, I think that is the best place to start. Like start at the beginning and do a you know, do a little bit, introduce yourself a little bit more to to yourself because that's really where you have to go with all this. Is find yourself in this whole thing. And and I like what you're saying about disconnecting from that other person because, like anything else, we do have to disconnect to reconnect to ourselves. Exactly. Yeah. And and I know that for myself with what you were saying, you know, about being confident, I wasn't like that necessarily when I went through my breakup. You know, there there was times where I had to disconnect. I had friends always around me saying, oh, I saw your ex. And I got to a point where I had to say, you know, please don't tell me. Like, I don't want to hear every time you see them out because then I want to know who they're with. Or, And even though it's my choice, I don't want, I don't want to be in that because you're still then stuck in that relationship, right? You're still you're still part of that circle. Yeah, because people are still making that association to you. And I, I, it, so much of this comes down to healthy, effective communication. Instead of stewing on it, let your friends know. Like this is, this is how it's going to be for a little while. And so, every, on every show, I always share a love technique for the week. And this week, I wanted to offer this, and it's a it's 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 a visualization exercise. So, what I what I want everybody to do who's listening is like just imagine and close your eyes and think about this. When we fall in love with somebody, obviously, uh, uh, usually there's a moment where it triggers that we said, Oh my gosh, I'm falling for this person. And for instance, let's say this, this image in your head is a drive that you took in the country and you looked across at that person and you saw them behind the wheel and your convertible is down and your hair is blowing in the wind. And you looked over and you see that person and you said, that's the moment I fell in love. I know that's what I fell in love with. So the exercise that I want you, if you've gone, if you're going through a breakup right now, think about this. Try and find that moment when you fell in love. Try and visualize that time. Because often we're tied to the full package and not necessarily from the person. So if we're going to disconnect, we have to disconnect from the person, but not necessarily from what we felt at that time about ourselves and just how falling in love felt. So it's an exercise of constantly remembering that image of you in that car. And slowly what I want you to do is take that person out from behind the wheel. That person is no longer in that image. It's like if you have a picture of the two of you and you cut them out so you know that you had this beautiful experience, you remember the feeling of falling in love, and that person can be replaced. And it's not about replacing the person, but when you fall in love again, there will be somebody else in that spot, in that spot in your heart and in that activity, that feeling that you had of driving the car because one day you will look over and there will be somebody if you want behind that wheel. So think about that, put that little technique into your mind and um, I hope that helps you move forward. You like that little technique? I will absolutely use that. (laughs) I know a few people who could use that. I I think actually most of my clients when I'm working with them, if it's about breakup, it, I do that visualization, visually, visually, visualizing 
things that happen in our life. I can't even talk today. Um, <laughs> I'm visualizing a move that's coming up for me and I have to make that move. Anyway, I want to keep talking about this with Natalia coming up. Stay with us right here on Pillow Talk with Cheryl. The future of online TV is here. View exclusive content from your favorite talk radio hosts and new programs that you can't see anywhere else. Visit voiceamerica.tv today. The Voice America Live Events Channel is here now to showcase your corporate, individual, or organization's live event. Visit voiceamerica.com forward slash live events to see all of our past live events and find out more. Whether it's a multi-day conference, special speaker, or single-day event, we've got everything to make your event a success. We can do a few hours or a few days. For more information about taking your event to the next level, call Jeff Spinard at 480-294-6417 or email info at voiceamerica.com. Again, that's Jeff Spinard at 480-294-6417 or send us an email to info at voiceamerica.com. Voice America is where you are and where you want to be. Join us around the globe as we broadcast live from some of the most interesting events available. Don't forget to view all our live events, including on-demand access to past events that you may have missed by visiting voiceamerica.com forward slash live events. Listening to Pillow Talk with Cheryl. If you have a question or comment about the show, send an email to info at CherylBesner.com. That's info at Cheryl B-E-S-N-E-R.com. Now, back to Pillow Talk. So we are here talking about your heart and how it feels when you go through a breakup. And we're sitting here talking with Natalia Juarez. She is a breakup coach from Toronto, Canada. Natalia. Natalia. (laughs) (laughs) I wanted to really talk about now. Well, what is it if you want to break up with somebody? Like, what is the process? and, And what's the best way to enter into that conversation with somebody? I have a blog that's coming out on this topic on how to break a heart with love. It is, this is such an important conversation and something not a lot of people talk about is the person initiating. I work, I've had a number, I never expected when I got into this work, it was helping people recover from bad breakups. And then people were calling me to help them break up with people. And it was fascinating because I could take a lot of what I knew about how to do it wrong. Mm -hmm. So one of the first steps is you you need to get clear on like what exactly are the issues for you? Is it a loss of is it a loss of connection? Have you realized that you're not compatible? Are you just falling out of love? And then you need to start letting this person know. Kind of like so, and this goes back to that circumstance of like of one of the worst things when, is when you blindside someone. So how do you avoid that through communication leading up to it? Um, so that this person feels like it didn't come out of nowhere. And if there's anything that they can work on or try to correct that they feel they've had a chance, not always possible, but that, that would definitely be something. And then when you do initiate a breakup, and I always recommend Friday early evening. Um, and this is just so that the person has time to call a friend after and they have time on the weekend to recover, but to be really clear when you break up with them, have concrete, have, as best you can to have concrete reasons. And what 
Well, what do you think about whether it should be in a public place versus a private place? You know, people sometimes think, oh, I should break up with them at a restaurant so there won't be a scene. What's your advice on that? Well, okay. I'm sure with certain relationships, that would maybe be the case. I'm thinking, you know, of like, I don't know. It's, it's so tricky because every breakup is so unique. But for the common breakup, I, I would suggest somewhere private, ideally at their place, so that then you can leave as opposed to inviting them over to your house if you don't live together. Um, if you do live together and you, you tell them, then you would be the one to leave perhaps for the weekend or a couple of days to give them some space. And this is all, you know, very general information that you know would have to be tweaked to the the specifics of the breakup yeah and each each relationship does need a different type of breakup and i i like what you said about breaking up with love because the fact is you know even if even if somebody is it has you know the relationship has been hard and you've been fighting a lot the fact is you did love each other at one point, and and you might even be breaking up and still love the person and not want to be with them anymore. I know, for instance, I still love my ex-husband, so I just don't want to live with that person anymore. But you you can do it with compassion. You know, you don't have to hit somebody over the head and and totally take them down. Yet that happens a lot when it comes to certain relationships, especially if somebody's cheating. Yes. Yeah. So. Yeah. So how how do you how do you coach somebody through that? And very often it's some of these some men I'm talking to about these conversations and and I hear them say they're like I don't want to hurt her. And and I remind them that they are thinking so short term because they're thinking I don't want to hurt you in the short term and yet they're not thinking long term that actually letting them go is the most loving thing they can do. Because they deserve to be with someone who truly loves them and can give them everything they want and deserve in life. So I just, I help them work through the logistics. Like what would all that also look like if they live together or there's, you know, family involved or a social circle or they share a dog or finances. And then once you, once you kind of have a sense of, of what that looks like, it makes breaking up a little bit easier. And especially if people understand the psychology of it. Yes, it's going to be hard. It's going to be hard for a little while, but if you break up with someone well, in the long term, they will respect you for it. Right. And, and that's what it should be. You should have mutual respect for each other. So what, talking about respect and breaking up, what about people who are now breaking up by text or email? Like, dear John letter, but <laughs> there goes the technology working against us again. What do you say? Can you break up by text? If you've only had a handful of dates, sure. Uh, it might be okay. It might be strange if you've only ever communicated through text and then get someone on the phone. Um, right. But again, this is like the early stages of dating, as you know, like they're very delicate and they're, it's very nuanced. So yes, if you've had say one to three dates, maybe if you haven't slept together, I mean, that, that would be something to consider um, then. And, and also like, do you work together? Do you have friends in common? Those would all, <laughs> we would take all of that into account. And no, that said, no one would ever fault you for going a little bit extra in terms of making the phone call, but they, you will get knocked for doing it by text. Yeah, I, well, my, my motto is this. If you have been physical with the person, then you should be breaking up physically with the person, meaning a face-to-face. I think that that is a respect. If, you've, if you've had an intimate 
communication and, and you've been intimate with that person as well, physically, not just in communication, I think that it shows respect for yourself and the other person to do it on a face-to-face. You know, our relationship, I, this is one of the things that I always tell people, our relationship ending is not a failure. It's rather a life lesson, unless you refuse to do the homework in which you will probably have to repeat the course. <laughs> <laughs> right? It's not the end or a failure in your life if you've had a breakup. It's, it's a life lesson, and I think that's one of the things that people really also should, should work at. That when I'm working with somebody to get them back out there again, it's about understanding what, what you think was your challenge in the last relationship and what would you do to change and not have the repeat. Yes, that step of reflection and really mining the experience for like, what were the gifts? Like, did you learn like certain things? Like I know with my ex-fiance, one of the biggest things I learned in that relationship was that he was an extreme introvert. And I learned (laughs) that (laughs) as compatible as we were, and we had these great conversations, the fact that uh, it wasn't a good fit for me. And I was very careful moving forward. Um, I get along with introverts, but in terms of lifestyle, I definitely am paired better with another with another extrovert. And that helps. So if there are these different phases of the of, of a breakup, I think the first phase that people go through is survival. They just need to get through it. And then there's a very long period that can be months of nourishment and rebuilding. And then when you start extracting these lessons and integrating the breakup, you actually get to a place of gratitude. Mm-hmm. And that's when you know you've completed this cycle and not everybody gets there. Well, that's part of that's part of the cycle, even. And, you know, so the grief is part of the cycle and going through all the different aspects of grief and going through all the sadness of it. And then, you know, the resentment and feeling the rejection of it. You have to process all of it. Resilience. There are so many gifts. They are gifts. And, and, and speaking as somebody who works with so many individuals and, and has, you know, interviewed thousands of people on this topic. The one thing that I can say is the next step after you go through, you know, that, that, that healing part to really help you start moving forward is progress. And, and I think that's the most important thing that we all have to do is just keep progressing ourselves and growing ourselves. Natalia, I want to thank you so much for joining us today and sharing your expertise with us and all your words of wisdom. If somebody wants to get in touch with you, how do they do so? My website is betterbreakups.com where people can find me on Instagram at The Breakup Coach. And she is The Breakup Coach. And uh, I'm really happy that you joined us today. And um, keep keep on doing the good work for people because people need coaches like you and and the support that you offer. Thanks so much, Natalia. Thank you. And that is the show for today. Well, now it's time for just you and me to get together and have our little moment of introspection and that little quiet time. So it is about pillow talk. So I hope you curl up right now. Take a deep breath. And what I wrote for you this week, I hope it resonates and you carry it through over the next week. Think about it and see how it makes you feel. So here we go. Our little intimate pillow talk is all about the shores of your life. You're laying at the shore of your life. The warm sand is felt underneath you. 
Your heels dig into the sand, craving more heat. And that heat slowly rises from the bottom of your soul all the way out through the grounding of your body to your heart, to your voice, to your mind. The warmth of the sand calming you in the distance. See the glistening ocean, the beautiful waves slowly lapping onto the shore. The sun hitting the water thrusts shoots of light into your vision. And that light and that beautiful blue water calls you. To the water's edge, you slowly rise, mesmerized by the water and its calling. Step by step, you arrive at its edge and you hear the seductive sound of the surf. Come play in my cool waters and enjoy what I offer you. One step at a time, we take the risk of leaving the safety of the shoreline and dive into the depth of the cold waters that are beckoning us. Release yourself completely. Enjoy the sensation of life. Appreciate all the senses that are stimulating the rough sand under the blistering hot sun, drying your skin compared to the liquid swirling ocean tide that cools your body. The basking sun that was glistening on those waters is now glistening upon you. The combination of the hot sun on your face and the current of the crisp blue water arousing your soul. You feel it. You embody it. And as you decide to head back to the shoreline, remember the conflicting sensations that came together in perfect harmony, creating the calm. The light, dry heat of the sun in the sand and the cool, liquid nutrition of water. Settle yourself down, embracing all the different natural elements that are now vivaciously alive within you. Embrace every choice it's yours to make. Stink into the sand or explore the water. Embrace the heat or step into a cool breeze. Are your choices. Sometimes you may sit on the shore and sometimes you might go swimming in the beautiful blue waters. It's up to you. Everything is waiting there on the shores of your life. And this week, as always, remember you can follow me on Facebook or Instagram or reach out to me, 844-744-SOLO. And keep with you this thought. Keep it simply stimulating. Because we all know it's all about the kiss. And we'll see you next week here on Pillow Talk with Cheryl. Thanks for being here. Pillow Talk with Cheryl Besner will be back next Tuesday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time and 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. You'll want to make sure you're back for more great Pillow Talk. Oh, 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 oh,